Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Good morning, everyone. So, this past week, <clears throat> I got new glasses. I'm not wearing them yet, but it, apparently my doctor told me to go get checked out. And when I went, they said I have a stigma and I can't really see. Sometimes at night when you're driving with the lights, and of course, with reading, I can't. So sometimes here when I'm reading the liturgy book, then you'll see me like, I'm kind of still not used to the glasses, so bear with me, I'll, I'll get there. So if I miss a word or two, you know, just let it go. But anyways, it's, uh, it's not comfortable wearing the glasses. I don't know how you guys do it, but I'm getting old. Some of you guys are going to get old too, so just wait, just wait, just wait. You're going to have glasses soon. Um, but really, to be honest, it's hard as you start to lose sight, even when you're driving and if you can't see a blind spot or if you can't see a sign or if you can't see something, or if you're playing sports and a ball's coming at your head and you can't see it, like not seeing is, is the worst thing ever. And it causes a lot of problems. And between last week and this week in the readings, it talks about sight. And last week, if you joined us uh, when Bishop Corollas was sharing, he was sharing about certain things, but there was a verse that, that was in Luke 10, says this. And you remember this because it's in the liturgy. It says, blessed are the eyes which see the things you what? You see. When do we see that? Blessed are your eyes, for they see the things which you see. Have you heard that before? It's in the gospel, but it's also right before. When Abuna's down here, right before the gospel, he's saying, blessed are your eyes, for they see the things which you see. What does that mean? It means this. It means sight is so important. God wants us to see something. You know where he wants us to see? Is because next thing that happens is the Bible. He wants us to see something in the Bible. What is it? What do you want us to see? Okay, so you're with me so far. So God is clear that he wants us to see something. And he says, blessed are the eyes for they see the things which you see. What are we seeing? And in the gospel last week and this week, there's something God wants us to see. Last week, Bishop Krulis talked about James chapter 2, verse 8. If you want to open with me, James chapter 2, verse 8. It talks about, it says this, if you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture. What's the royal law? Royal means the top. What's the top law in the scriptures? God wants us to see something in the scriptures. What is it? The top law, the royal law. What is the royal law? To keep reading, it says, here's the royal law. You know it. I know it. We'll just hear it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. You do well. So, two weeks in a row, God wants us to see something. And what He wants us to see is the royal law, the top law, the most important thing in the Scriptures, to love each other. Now, we know that very well. No one here is like, wow, did you really? I didn't know we were supposed to love each other. That's not happening, but we know that. But let's continue. The gospel last week was loving God and loving your neighbor. And there's another reading in John 13 says, Love one another as I have loved you. We know that. Nothing new. Nothing is a secret so far. 
You know, the, the, to be honest, all of us know that we're supposed to love our neighbor, love our spouse, love our children. We do the best we can, love people at work, love people at school, love my teacher when it's not really nice to me. And we love, love, love. But what is it specifically about love that God wants us to see? Because you know, generally, we all know love one another. But let me ask you a question. What is it specifically? Turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 1. This is last week's reading. I'm going to connect last week with this week. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 13. Listen to this. 2 Timothy 1, 13. If you have your Bibles, just open them quickly. Stay with me here today because God wants us to see something specific. It says this. Hold fast the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. So, so far it says, hey, I want you to pay attention. There's something about faith and love that, we gotta, that I want to teach you. Next verse. That good news which was committed to you about love and faith, keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. All right, so let me just get to the bottom of this. How can we do the royal law of loving each other when we're annoyed by the person? We hate the person. We want to ignore the person. The person is, 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 on our, is getting on our nerves. How are we supposed to love them? The secret here to love, by the way, and sometimes we say we love our spouse, but this is the secret of how to love our spouse. We say we love our parents, we love our children, we love our neighbor, we love, we, all that love business is just words. The truth is this, what God wants us to see is something deeper. In verse 14, is the only way you can love is if you keep it by the what? Who got it? You keep it by the Holy Spirit. That means the Holy Spirit in you is the only way to love each other. There's no other way. Does that make sense? It's not these, oh yeah, I love, uh, let's just, I love that person. No, it's not words we say. It's the Holy Spirit who is in us. That's what it says here. That good thing, love, which was committed to you, keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. That's the secret of how to keep this love. Now, let me ask you a question. Today in Luke 19, today's gospel here, today, who is the star of the show? What's his name? Zacchaeus, the short guy. Climbed the tree. Everybody knows the story. Short guy, climbed the tree. Zacchaeus. Did anybody love him? Was he a lovable guy? No one loved him. You know, even they, they, it, the commentaries say that, yeah, he was short, but people in the crowd blocked him from coming to Jesus. They, hey, you, you stay away. You, you, you stay on the outside. They didn't love him. If you want to see how they didn't love him, Luke 19. In Luke 19, it says this. This is when Jesus actually went to the house of Zacchaeus. It says this. When they saw Jesus going to the house of Zacchaeus, they all complained, saying, He is gone to be a guest with a man who is a what? A sinner. They call him names. You know, you, you read the Bible as a case as a sinner. No, you can't, like, I can't come up to you and say, hey, you're a sinner. I don't, I don't, I, that's not a nice thing to say. Basically here what I'm saying is, the people had a hard time accepting Zacchaeus. They had a hard time loving him. He was so mean to them, taking their money and so forth, because he was a tax collector. But here's the thing. Jesus shows us how to love and encourage the person who is unlovable. Zacchaeus was unlovable. Everyone blocked him. But he, he, Jesus still showed us how to love him. Now you're probably saying, okay, well that's Jesus. 
Tell me somebody else in the Bible that did something like that. Well, today's reading of the book of Acts. I don't know if you were paying attention. There was a guy in the book of Acts, chapter 9, named Saul. You know Saul. Was he a good guy when he was Saul? Tell me, was he good? He wasn't good. Saul was a killer. Saul killed Christians. He insulted, hurt them. But then Jesus stopped him on the road, and he was transformed into not Saul, but who? What's his name now? Paul. We all know the story. Now, do you know the story in the book of Acts? Do you know what happened to him? People still looked at him as a what? Even when he was changed, people still looked at him as, oh, that's Saul the killer. Stay away from him. Even after he was changed. But there was one guy in the Bible who came and said what? There was one, even, by the way, do you know the disciples didn't want to meet with St. Paul? They didn't want to meet with him. They were scared of him. But do you know who brought St. Paul to the disciples? Very good. It says here in Acts chapter 9, When Saul had come to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him. And they didn't believe that he was a disciple. But Barnabas, whoever said that, but Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. There it is. Love in action. Now we all talk about love, 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 love. Barnabas was the model of love. My question to you is, how was Barnabas able to love St. Paul, who killed probably his family members and his friends? How was Barnabas able to love him? Answer the question for me today. How? Exactly. The Holy Spirit. And this proves it today when it said, last week in the book of Acts chapter 11. That's why I'm tying two weeks. It says, Barnabas was full of the Holy Spirit and he encouraged. You guys get that? What I'm trying to say to you is, all these years we've been trying to love the person who is annoying you. We can't do it unless we're full of the Holy Spirit. That's the secret. That's what we want to see today. Blessed are your eyes if you can see that. Barnabas, the disciples, <laughs> I don't know what happened to them. They were afraid. But Barnabas, by the way, his name means encouragement. By the way, his name translates to encourager or encouragement. But he, let me ask, this is really interesting. What if Barnabas never took St. Paul to the disciples? Maybe we would never hear about St. Paul. Maybe there would be no 14 books in the Bible by St. Paul. Isn't that crazy to think? Because of one person, Barnabas, he encouraged this killer, this mean person, and this mean person turned out to be one of the greatest apostles to ever live. See, you never know that person around you, if they can be great or not. I wouldn't count them out yet. I wouldn't say that they're this or that. Don't count anyone out. But it's true. The royal law is to love one another. Jesus did it to Zacchaeus. Barnabas did it to St. Paul. We must do that with people around us who we can't stand or annoying to us. And it has to be by the grace of the Holy Spirit. And that's really all I wanted to say to you today. Because I, you know what I want to say to you today? You are Barnabas. You are Barnabas in today's age. Barnabas means encourager. So what I'm saying to you today is that you must be an encourager to everyone around you. Now, there's always the person and the people who everything is negative. That the cup is half full, not, or half empty, not half full, right? We're always the people looking at things from a negative point of view. No, no, no. Today, 
We have to ask God, the Holy Spirit, as He's coming down, the Holy Spirit coming down on here, we have to ask the Holy Spirit, hey, change me to be Barnabas. Change you to be Barnabas. Change you to be an encourager. You're going to see people and you're going to look at them and you're going to say, you're going to go like that. I've done that many times. But inside, you're going to have to say, Holy Spirit, please, let me be kind to this person. Holy Spirit, let me encourage this person. And that's kind of the spirit of the church today. So I pray today that we get filled by the Holy Spirit in liturgy. And then we leave liturgy looking to be Barnabas for this world. By the way, I just wanna, I'm telling you all these things, but STSA Church, you know what? You're known for, everywhere I go, people say, your church is very loving. Your church is very welcoming. People are always encouraging. So what I'm saying to you today is thank you for doing that. But let's not just do it in the church walls. You know, in the church walls, we can all be saints. It's outside the church walls that we become a little bit off, right? So today I pray in liturgy, may you be filled by the Holy Spirit. And I want to say to you, you are Barnabas. Can you turn to somebody next to you and say, you are Barnabas. Tell them, turn to somebody. That means you're an encourager. You are Barnabas. Some of you don't even want to move and t- talk to that person. Come on, be an encourager. You are a Barnabas. You're encouraging. And that's how we have to be. Okay. Thank you for trying. Thank you for trying. Let's pray today in liturgy that we enjoy the rest of liturgy and that we're full with the Holy Spirit. We can be like Barnabas. We can be like Jesus. Encourage Zacchaeus and encourage St. Paul's and that many people can be changed through it. And glory be to God forever. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.